Welcome to the 100th episode of For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the new album by Mike Kroll, that's K-R-O-L, and both the album and the opening track are called Power Chords. that this is our 100th episode. The last couple of shows we've done were, you know, lovely, but it was a, you know, Buchengase, the sort of very experimental pop album. Then we played that Better Oblivion Community Center, which was a very heartfelt meeting of the minds of these beautiful singer-songwriters. But here is just the reminder of the power of rock. And I, I think sometimes in this modern music world, it's easy to forget that. But... Thankfully, we have record labels like Merge who see a guy like Mike Kroll and say, okay, let's give this guy a record contract because he is making music that is just so vibrant and alive with every second of this album is just full of so much energy. And you hear that right from the beginning. It's great. Yeah, the Ramones are legends for a reason. And I think that we pick we tend to pick albums that are a little bit more complex and a little bit more produced just because we want to make sure that there's enough to talk about, but this is just simple and well done and great to sing along to. And the emotion is so raw and the, the style is so consistent that it was very pleasing to listen to. Yeah. And it's, it sometimes, you know, we, we want to go for something like every song sounds completely different and you'll hear that oh, there's a lot also of consistency here. But what I, what I love too, is that even though, you know, we're, we're just calling out, oh, it's simple, but I like the putting it out here. Like I'm going to call this album power chords and that sets an expectation. And yet you know, later in this song and in various other songs we're going to hear, there's some pretty melodic guitar work and there's lots of really poppy elements. Like we heard those hand claps going on in this one. And I, I think that that it, it's rock, but with a, a sense of lightness and a sense of humor. And it's even here, he's talking about stereotypical, like, oh, longing for someone like, oh, I, I didn't know the blues until I met you. And But then it's also like, ah, but I gotten good at guitar and I'm going to show you with my power chords and also revenge like it's kind of weirdly dark and yeah, he seems like weird, kind of a creep yeah there's a weird creepy darkness to this record but we'll see that as we go forward the next song we'll play is called ambi- an ambulance 
as I mentioned, this record is very emotionally dark. There's, and th- that's something that I kind of tend to like is dark lyrics with upbeat, energetic uh, uh, music musicianship. But it's it kind of like almost veers into disturbing and I think the effect of having really fuzzed out vocals and really fuzzy guitar and all this kind of distortion masks it a little bit and it it creates a little distance between him and the listener that makes it a little bit more comfortable and one of the things that I really like about the front bottoms is a band a band also that talks about difficult emotions and things that are kind of uncomfortable is that the vocals are way up in the mix and they're right up in front and that's kind of what makes it almost difficult you know in some of the sadder songs but this gives you a little bit of of distance with the fuzz yeah and this one is another case where lyrically yeah it's very dark and sort of going into this kind of self-destructive like i'm just i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself and there's various mentions of like lying face down on the ground and like i'm gonna hurt myself basically Mm -hmm. implied like it's really dark but yeah the warmth of that first guitar riff that opens the song and i'm not sure if that's mike kroll who plays guitar on all the tracks but then um that first track we played and also this track have john schmersall and so you get the interplay of these multiple different guitar sounds both that and then i like in the pre-chorus there's just this kind of simple very warm and that to me reminded of sort of the last time that uh, a band came out and was like we're gonna save rock which was probably the when the strokes blew up <laughs> like god 20 years ago now mm-hmm. almost and that first album i think the guitar sound was very similar and also very fuzzed out vocals and you know but it still works and it's it's really great to hear that and i i love the combination of the sludgy power chords with these really bright melodic lines yeah that's a great that guitar line is so catchy (laughs) yeah and and the other thing just that listening to this track we were lucky enough i think to see him opening for uh bob mold a few years back and his live act was crazy everyone was dressed up as robbers these black and white striped shirts with masks like the hamburger it was like black and white yeah it was really crazy especially since that ep he was pushing he was dressed as a cop on the cover so it's just he's again that sense of humor is there but this song and i know he's going to be playing a ton of shows in austin at south by southwest next month and this song in particular i already just imagine a festival crowd and that guitar riff opening the song and the crowd going completely nuts and it being just the most fun ever even as he's delving into these self-destructive parts of his personality and that you can be both this like soul-bearing musician and also the ultimate party is i I like it when someone can pull that off well we'll find out i can't wait so the next song that we'll play is i need to look at my notes it's called little drama Yeah. 
tracks that I would describe as mid-tempo. He really cranks into a high gear for this track, and it's just overflowing with this kind of aggressive swagger. And I love, though, that in this is another case where, on the surface, it's all about swagger. Like, I own this town, but it's also becomes clear, like, oh, this guy he has a lot of issues and he's he's recognizing that he has this anger and he's kind of imagining being a badass without actually being a badass well and it's also just making fun of himself of he's just starting drama because he gets bored and yeah and there's a lot i mean there's just overflowing with cleverness i think the lyrics in this are some of the funniest in the album but it's just every every time it's all about like oh i'm this badass but oh actually i'm not i'm not i'm just staring at you oh i'm really imagining this confrontation and it's in my brain and all of these things just undercut the the swagger so beautifully and it, musically, it's so relentless, and it's kind of a good thing that this album is only, I think, 34 or 38 minutes long. It's very short for 11 tracks, and it's because there's never any moments to breathe. Like, the percussion on this track in particular is just so driving and never lets up, and there's never even just kind of a break or a slowdown it's all and in this track in particular the lyrics i think there's vocals going throughout there's only very short breaks yeah and i think another this is a good place i think to call out that uh apparently mike roll not only guitarist and singer but also drummer on the record and that yeah he is really an auteur in, in a remarkable way and yeah that he just he brings so much energy here and it's you know, I'm glad the entire album isn't like that, but I am also appreciative that there's at least a couple tracks on on the album that are just the wall of sound, unrelenting, and it's just joyful. But I think we go from that sort of unrelenting sound to a, a little bit more halting <laughs> kind of take on it in a track that's called Left for Dead. <laughs> is a breakup album although it's unclear whether it's one particular breakup or just a collection of breakup songs but the cover of it is a great image it's very well styled and it's Mike Kroll sitting on a bed in this very kind of grandmotherly looking bedroom with a black eye and his hand is bloody and it kind of looks like he he looks on the outside like he seems to be project feeling on the inside in this record and the way that the lyrics are all directed at a you that's unidentified makes it seem more 
immediate and more unhinged, I think. Like he's just talking to somebody who isn't there. Yeah, there, there's a, a rawness here and that it seems so immediate. And it's each of these songs, I, I don't know how much to be worried about this guy. I keep finding reasons to hope, like, oh, is he figuring out? That I think this... it's he's working it out yeah. in this Yeah, and I, th- I think this track... I feel like there's reasons to hope, you know, in that in the first song, Power Chords, and he was talking about revenge and just mm-hmm. like, well, now I know how to play guitar. So there and this song, it seems like he's really expressing thoughts of like, well, I hope I hope that you're out there getting happy and maybe I need to realize I need to work on myself and get, you know, get happy, my you know, get healthy and strong myself and not just wait for someone to save me because there's just this horrible image of like of I was. You know, I was beaten up and then you came and saved me and then you just bruised me again, which is both sad, but, you know, it happens to a lot of people and that and that I think there's that hope. And then in the end, he gets really dark and it's just I hope you watch me die. basically, And it's it's so sad. You were so close, buddy. Yeah, there's a lot that's not only emotionally volatile, but kind of creepy. Yeah. And it's it's not going to stop. And I think even if it gets a little wistful on this next track we'll play, it's called I Wonder. to hear the female backing vocals there but that's Alison Crutchfield of Swearin and of her own independent music yeah and it's nice to hear there's not prominent backing vocals on this album I think there are various points where I think it's just Mike Kroll backing himself Mm -hmm. with layering but here Mm -hmm. we actually have that hint of a female voice and I think it's appropriate for this song which has so much emotional heft on the album you know we're following up on Left 4 Dead where you got the sense he wasn't quite there yet. And here, this is a really genuine 
kind of transition from I'm really upset to I'm sorry to I hope you're well and and I, I even if it hurt I recognize I grew from the experience and I'm a better person for having been with you and it really is a mature and adult take and I, I like that it transitions as over the course of that emotional journey from a really rocking front end to a very poppy ending where we get that little hint of kind of what back like wait how does it go I I I can't I I can't do that sort of just sweetness that very kind of like 60s almost girl group kind of style and it's it's just again these little touches that you were not expecting and they really drive home that for all of the I'm just a power chord rocker this is a very versatile songwriter musician and someone who you know the songwriting chops the musician chops playing multiple instruments you know a singer who gets it done with a lot of fuzz and Mm -hmm. these little just unexpected musical touches backing up this just emotional rawness Mm -hmm. and it's a remarkable package and maybe not what i was expecting when i we saw him live and he just seemed like this goofball Mm -hmm. just being a joke on stage and like Mm -hmm. well he's that and also uh, pretty heartfelt artist Mm -hmm. the next song we'll play is a little bit more punk and it's called nothing to yell about that there weren't really any breaks in this record the pace kept up the whole time this song is one where it does have kind of a psych jam out in in the end of it we didn't play it where there's no lyrics but that's really the only breather you get from his singing yeah and this is it is i think the other really truly unrelenting song just in terms of pace and energy and uh, what i like is it's also i think a break from being a breakup song i think there aren't a lot on the i mean most of the song most of the album rather is about that making sense of loss and longing and this i i know it's kind of a stereotype for me to say like oh this is a song about being a band in a band but this is a song about being a guy in your bedroom making music and it's so i think he but he pours his heart into it. That just notion of like, I'm trying to get the sounds right. I'm trying to get the words right. I I have this energy in myself that I need to put out into the world because I'm just chasing that feeling of what it is to create music. And there's that urgency to it. And then it comes down to, but I don't know what to say. Like I have this voice, but what am I supposed to say with it? And I I think it's, it can be really self-indulgent to sing a, a, a song about that. Like, oh, it's so hard to be an artist, but a, he really sells it emotionally, and there's the 
again, that self-deprecation of something to yell about, not something to sing about, some, not something to say, something to yell about. Like, so he, he recognizes that he's, he's that kind of artist, yet he wants to say something with his music. Yeah, he's clearly a very intense person who's very, very emotionally involved in his art. And I think that's what's what gives any music life. And I think that's great to see. I wish if I had any criticism of this record, I feel like a lot of these lyrics are not specific enough. They're kind of, I think this one gets at it a little bit more of like describing a specific experience, but even still he's a little bit too vague and kind of, I think aims to be more universal about feelings in a way that doesn't grab me as much, but I think he gets towards where I would like him to see, to see him go in the song. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah, he's less a storyteller, but it's it's more about, you know, he's not painting a detailed, oh, here's every little petal, right? He's just he's throwing paint at the canvas, but it's beautiful. Like that's that we need art like that where it's just all raw emotion and energy and one might say all killer, no filler. You might say that. No, this this album, it was really tough for me to think which which song wouldn't I want to talk about because they're all that perfect combination of the upfront energy and excitement and the, wow, this is really fun to listen to, followed by, I think, depths I was not expecting to find on a record that sounds like this. And, and a lot of depth in the production, too. There's a lot of little touches that you don't really notice until you listen to it a few times on headphones. Yeah, I think for, yeah, for a noisily... For a noisy sounding hard rock fast album, well, hard, I wouldn't say hard rock. Well, it, garage rock, garage rock. It, but it's it's loud, it's noisy. Mm-hmm. Everything is fuzzed out. Everything is saturated. When you know when we're editing this show and we put the the tracks in, and usually you can see the quiet and the loud parts. And here it's pretty much all loud. Parts. Yeah, I, I I edit this in GarageBand as we're going, and you can just see it's just like a two bars totally saturated when I add in the music bits. Yeah, but fortunately there are at least a couple of tracks where it slows way down and gets a lot. We're, we're allowed to be... I, I don't know if I'd say it slows way down. It slows down a bit. It slows down a bit and gets... The, the closest we're going to get to contemplative in this next track, it's called Arrow in My Heart.
as we faded out there, that was Alison Crutchfield on piano. And yet a, yet another of those little touches that you just don't, or I didn't notice upon the first few listens because it's so noisy, but there's just a lot of little extra layers in, in these songs. Yeah, there's a charming little bit of shaker in yeah. that second chorus we heard. And yeah, this song is... You know, maybe the slowest on the album, which yeah. doesn't which doesn't mean it's low energy, uh-huh. but it's just it's a little more restrained and also very self-indulgent. Arrow in my heart, like, oh, what was me? But also super creepy. And I think this is a, a track that encapsulates the entire album well, and it's appropriately placed as the penultimate track where it's kind of self-indulgent of you shot an arrow in my heart. But then it's oh, but then I'm. I'm still alive and I'm coming after you like some kind of creepy horror movie. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the, yeah, it's the horror movie natural conclusion of the romance movie of like, Oh, well you shot me down, but that was just that what gave me the strength to get back with you. And I know that we're destined to be together. And I think it's lyrically it's, it's carefully phrased. And I think he did this very cleverly to be, both the Hollywood trope of the guy who doesn't give up, even after the woman keeps saying no to the creepy, like, I'm going to keep stalking you even after you've shot me with an arrow and think I'm dead. Yeah, well, and it's, I think, nice that the the way the song is structured, because I think the verses are much more about, okay, I, I thought we were a good team, but I guess not. And then, oh, I, you know, I dream of being back with you if we hadn't broken up. But then I wake up and realize it was just a dream. And then immediately goes into the course of like, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to get with you in the end. I think the self-awareness is there that we don't need to worry about Mike Kroll. And we should instead celebrate how open he is and just be glad that we have a musician using noisy rock to get to the, the heart of things, even if it's pretty dark in there. Yeah, this album is such a great catharsis for anyone who's going through a breakup. And he really just uses the fuzziness and the rawness of the the instruments to convey his emotional state and you really feel like he's genuinely working some things out and it feels very very raw and very real and it but it has that energy and kind of sense of humor and the the fuzziness gives it a little bit of distance so it's a little bit more fun to listen to yeah it's the first truly fun album of the year So we're going to go out with the last track, which is appropriately titled The End. And again, we've been discussing the new album by Mike Kroll titled Power Chords. And you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. 